everyone, I'm Bailey. I'm Drew. And I'm Lacey. And, and we're, we're sarcastic, sarcastic, so let's get sinister. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of Paula Jean Walden. Now, to tell this story, I feel like I need to talk about the Long Trail of Vermont, which is what it's called. It's called the Long Trail. And the, quote, Bennington Triangle. Like the Bermuda Triangle. But is it in Bennington? It is! Lacey, crazy smart. She cracked the code. It's like she's got a I've done it. degree in some kind of English or learning stuff. You were good for a little bit there. You fell off of the end a little bit, but... The learning stuff? Uh, it just sounded goofy. Tell us about Bennington. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> the long trail is 272 miles long, with 166 miles of side trails, 70 backcountry campsites. Wow. It's the oldest continuous footpath in the U.S. It follows the main ridge of the Green Mountains from Massachusetts to the Vermont line. So, like, Massachusetts to Vermont to Canada. 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 Can you picture that? Yes. Massachusetts to Canada. Um, so, it was built between 1910 and 1930. The trail is home to, quote, pristine ponds. Alpine sedge, hardwood forests, and swift streams. The hardwood forest makes it sound like it's like <laughs> they put it for. <laughs> if you chop down that tree, you go slap it on the floor and call it hardwood. Hardwood. That's it. It is east in a few sections. What? And rugged. Oh, it's... is it west in a few no, sections as well? Maybe. <laughs> It's, you know what, Lisa? You're right. Actually, it is black tag. It's all over the place. It's a bit of a zigzag. Just where it's not east. It's. I'm gonna kick you. Where's your face? Careful, you're on. All right, all right. Actually, it's easy in a few oh, sections oh. and rugged in most. Makes sense. And east and west a little bit. Yeah. It has steep inclines and quote plenty of mud. Oh. Fun. So there's never a shortage. Not even in the summer. I feel like it'd be extra muddy in the summer. It's not always rainy in the summer. That's true. I guess springtime would be the muddiest. Following rain in months. <laughs> it must stop questioning the mud because, like, swamps are often muddy, regardless of the season. But there's not swamps. Yeah, but that's swamp. It, it could be a pretty wet. And it's because of the trees. Maybe there's less... It's for Right. All right. So, in doing research for Paula Jean's case, I found that at least seven unexplained vanishings had been reported to have taken place between 1945 and 1950. Ooh, that's only five years. the area. Serial killer. Due to the strangeness of these events, Vermont broadcaster and Arthur... Joseph A. Citro 
dubbed the wilderness area northeast of Bennington, quote, the Bennington Triangle. Okay. In 1992, because it was reminiscent of the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts mm -hmm. and the Bermuda Triangle. In Bermuda. Thank you. You don't say. No. Actually, in yeah, Kansas, Lacey, in Kansas. The Bermuda Triangle in Kansas. That would be a little bit trickier. The precise area is unclear, but it seems to center on Glastonbury Mountain and would include some of the surrounding towns. So they're just basing that off of, like... A... It's it's not, like, an official area. It's okay. literally this Arthur was, like, this stuff There's like is weird and it's just happening in this area. So I'm going to call it the Bennington Triangle. It sounds like a publicity stunt, but okay. I mean, for this trail that maybe, he's causing people to disappear. Maybe he killed them, so he would have something to write about. That's true. I read a book once where a, a reporter killed people, it's like so he would death. have, yeah, yeah, it was very yeah. cool. Anyway, <laughs> the area also comes with reports of UFO activity, Bigfoot sightings, <laughs> and strange lights and sounds. According to Native American lore, the area is cursed. Whole fucking lot going on in Vermont. I always say that. Native, I feel like just in the northeast area, because, yeah. North Americans have been wary and avoided the area. And. North um, Americans or Native Americans? Native Americans. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I got hung up because I true. saw this. Algonquin? Algonquin. Algonquin legend warned of a malevolent, malevolent mm -hmm. stone. That would open up and devour anyone unlucky enough to step on it. Ooh. The area belonged to the Albanaki Albanaki tribe, which was part of the Algonquin 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 nation. You are doing your you're doing so good. Um, you're yeah. trying. Thanks. You were really putting it. They believed that their god Tabaldak. Sure. <laughs> Lacey is just shrugging and looking. Like so lost. English teacher over here. Like, I keep looking at her. Just because I so, knew Algonquin, so now she looks like lifeline, <laughs> They believe that their god dwelled at the summit of Glastonbury Mountain. They believe that the mountain was cursed, partially due to the volatile winds in the area. They created a burial ground at the base of the mountain. So the Bigfoot creature. Mm -hmm. that has been rumored around the area um, has become known as the Bennington Monster. In the early 1800s, a stagecoach full of passengers was forced to stop due to a flooded road. The driver noticed very large footprints, but then a large creature attacked the driver Ooh. and knocked the stagecoach onto its side. I'm getting excited. <laughs> The passengers reported seeing only the eyes before the creature roared and ran off into the forest. Fun. So, that is a, a little bit of the Bennington Triangle. I'm planning on doing like an Oreo type situation. Yeah. Okay. So, Bennington Triangle, that was that. Now we're going to move into the double stuff area. Ooh. Oh, it's no, a double does. stuff area. I mean, the, the other kind doesn't have enough. That's right. So now, let's go to Paula. October 19th, 1928, Stamford, Connecticut, USA. So that you don't get confused with the other Stamford, Connecticut. Thank you. 
Paula disappeared on December 1st, 1946. She was an 18-year-old blonde college sophomore. She was the eldest of four daughters of William Archibald Walden and Jean Douglas. Archibald's a good name. <laughs> Seems like a smarty pants. From Archie. William or was Baldy. an industrial engineer, architect, and a designer. He worked for the Revere Copper and Brass Company. So, fancy man. Mm. Paula Jean went to Bennington College in North Bennington, Vermont, located in the southwestern corner of the state. She was a sophomore at the time, living in the Dewey House Dormitory. Mm. On December 1st, 1946, she decided she wanted to walk a portion of the long trail. Located a few miles away from the campus, she tried to get some friends to join her, but everyone was too busy, so she was like, fuck it, yeah, I'll go I'll for myself. She finished her shift, she worked at the college dining hall, um, she went back to her dorm, changed her clothes, and left her dorm around, dorm around 2.45, hitched a ride to get to the entrance of the trail. 1946 it was okay everyone had sh- yeah she was so when she changed her clothes she got out of her work clothes and she dressed appropriately for the current weather of 2 45 p.m she was wearing a bright red jacket and like other walking clothes mm-hmm. but it was december in vermont what was she wearing a red jacket and other walking clothes that's what I found. Hmm. But it was December. So she clearly was like they said that she wasn't dressed appropriately for the weather that was to come at night. Which you know how the temperature drops once the sun yeah. goes down. Yeah. So clearly she did not intend on being out, be out that late. Mm-hmm. It might just it's- be me and I've I'm not, I don't really consider myself a hiker, but I've, like, hiked in multiple different states and, like, in our state, and I, as you'll, as pretty much everyone will, like, soon find out just by, like, hearing Mm -hmm. my stuff, I'm very type A, and I, even before we started our podcast, I've always, like, like, I keep a flashlight, I keep a lighter, like, I have a hiking backpack, and I am always, like, packed for, like, not what in if, 1946, though. Well, like, what if we do get lost at night? Like, what if, like, we get trapped out here? Not in 1946. And so, like, even, like, they're saying that she's not, like, dressed appropriately for the night, but it's December in Vermont. <laughs> Just to close that off? Like, that's really cold. Yeah. I mean, I know, see what you're saying. I know, like, walking and hiking, you're gonna, like, you're gonna sweat and everything, but still, like... She could have been better prepared. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of sources that were like, she was not dressed for the weather that was to come at night. So, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's one thing to, like, dress for, like, night or, like, be prepared that, like, maybe you'll get stuck out there or you'll get lost. But, like, it just seems like it's very light just to be out in December in Vermont anyway. Well, I feel like they, their theory was that, like, she clearly was not prepared like it, her intention was not to be out there longer than like an hour Sunday. or so. Yeah, yeah. But it's still just like overall seems very cold to me anyway. 
I mean, Maybe it was, you know, like an unseasonably warm day or something. Maybe. I mean, it's February and it was 70 degrees the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's global warming. Hmm. They, didn't have, they didn't have global warming. It wasn't as advanced as we are right now. In addition to not wearing the appropriate clothing, she packed no bag. She took no extra clothes. And she didn't take any money. This She's on a hike, though. Who cares? Well, can you wait a second? Sorry. This indicated that she planned on coming back to her dorm. Mm-hmm. She didn't plan on running off or spending mm-hmm. too long in the woods. Oh, that's what we're thinking. Okay. Yeah. So, when once she had changed her clothes, she hitched a ride, like I said, from State Route 67A near the college entrance to some point on State Route 9 near the Furnace Bridge, which was between downtown Bennington and Woodford Hollow. She was given a ride by a local contractor, Lewis Knapp. He took her as far as his house. He was like, hey, I'm heading in that direction, but I'm not going to take you the whole way. I'm just going to stop when I get home, but feel free to hop in. So he took her to his house. To as far as his house, which was two and a half miles from the the entrance of the long trail. How she got the rest of the way, nobody knows. She either hitched another ride or walked. It's amazing anybody survived before when everybody was like just hit hike everywhere. Sure, she got to like the hiking trail. A group of hikers consisting of Ernie Knapp and his friends, who. Same last name as Lewis now. I assume Ernie was <laughs> Ernie. Ernie. <laughs> she was, was hiking and then went home. Mm-hmm. And his friends were walking down the trail as Weldon was walking up. Okay. Okay. She asked them a few questions about the trail before continuing to walk in the northern direction on the road portion of the trail, now known as Harbor Road. So it sounds like the trail used. It there was like a portion along the road before it veered off into woods. Mm-hmm. The forest begins to thicken around this point. Mm-hmm. There are no known confirmed sightings of her past the Fay Fuller camp. We have a map if you want to look. Okay. Um, I was trying to like track where she was last seen. It doesn't look like she got far. Right. Weldon never returned to campus. Her roommate thought she may have been studying in the library, but became concerned when she hadn't returned the next morning. She alerted college administrators, and they were... They they started searching the campus. Mm-hmm. They called the county state attorney and the county sheriff, and... They joined the search. Well, the attorney did. The sheriff did. They joined the search. Over the next couple days, one of the hikers who was approached by Paula identified her by a photo. And the log trail became the new search area. Okay. So, they originally started looking on the campus, mm-hmm. but then once a hiker was like, hey, I saw her on the trail, they were like, well, let's start looking over there. Didn't she... She asked friends if they wanted to hike. Yeah. Why didn't they... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they assume that she wouldn't go alone. Well, I mean, the one roommate was like, I thought she was studying in the library. 
Yeah. Because it's December and that's the end of the semester. So I'm thinking maybe they were all like getting ready for finals. Yeah. And that's what they meant by they were too busy. Or maybe to they go assumed for a walk. that like if she didn't have anyone to go with, she like she wouldn't I have mean, gone. Fair points. From the so- from the sounds of it in the beginning, it sounds like a pretty like chill area. No dangerous trail. Oh, so the opposite of what I said. Like I wouldn't want to hike a trail like that alone. Yeah, because like, what if you got hurt? It sounds like part of it was nice and easy, and like it would be a cool place for people to like chill and walk. Yeah, and like decompress after yeah. a long day of classes. Um, but then it gets pretty treacherous. Yeah. So, weeks of searching, a $5,000 reward was raised. College closed for several days, and students and faculty members joined the search. Volunteers, family members, National Guard troops, and firefighters helped search. Ground and air searches concentrated on the trail. Most of these searchers believed Weldon had gotten lost in the woods. However, no sign of Paula could ever be found. So, the theories. One, she had been in an unusually high spirits and decided to run away to start a new life. Well, I'm in a good mood sometimes. I just keep on walking. <laughs> to Canada. So, but like, imagine even coming up with that theory. It's been a week. There's no sign of her. She well, was really happy. happy. Maybe she ran So, theory two, she was going to meet a secret lover and elope. Which I feel like is always a theory. Throw that in there. Number three, she had become injured and suffered amnesia. Super soft soap opery. Opery. I feel like that's like. I don't think that's too crazy of a theory because if she like fell in the woods and hit her head or something. But I mean. Maybe not necessarily amnesia, but like dazed and injured and confused and wanders off the path. But the trail, like, I would assume, the trail sounds like pretty well maintained. I mean, I don't know. I've never been on it. It gets pretty treacherous. Yeah, but it's, she's in, like, in the beginning, at least. I, it's just, my thing is, it doesn't, it's very hard in my head to see someone tripping and, like, hitting their head and not, like, have, like, and having amnesia from that. Like, whereas, like... In this context, I think I picture her rolling down a hill and hitting her. Okay. Like, but, like, I, like, I would think of, like, a hiking injury, like, breaking your leg Mm -hmm. or, like, doing something to your legs. Um, I would think amnesia. Yeah, I don't, I feel like amnesia is never the answer. No. Amnesia is never the answer, kids. Even on medical tests, amnesia is never right. Yeah. Um, number four, she was depressed and depressed and committed suicide. So either she was so happy she ran off, or she killed herself. Well, don't people that like are yes. going to commit suicide? They be- have a plan. They start getting happier. Yeah. yeah, I just think that it's interesting that those were two Compli- like complete yeah, but different if, opposite. If that ideas. was her plan, why did she invite friends at the beginning? Fair. Also, like, I mean, wouldn't you want to be found? I mean, even if you are committing suicide, like, wouldn't you want that? Like, if if her body had been found, they would have maybe stopped talking about her in 
1947. It also could have been like, um, whereas we're in 2023 and we're talking about it. I mean, there's, you know, something that someone will know. I mean, there's, you know, it's still a big stigma there. And I imagine it was way, way worse then. And she could have been, she don't want anybody to know. Right. This will be too painful for my parents, but it'll be better if I just disappear. Plus her dad was a prominent figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We're only, we're at the beginning of you telling us stuff, but if that was the case, it could have been, you know, she just figured it would be better for people not to know that she did that. Says it would be frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So, theory number five, she had been kidnapped and murdered. I mean, that sounds valid when people go missing. Any thoughts? I mean, I feel like that's always... On the a table safe bet. and reasonable, not a safe bet. Like, that's that's kind of always like in the back of your head when someone mm-hmm. goes missing. Like, what if someone took them? Especially back of your head, walking. It's usually my first one. Okay, they were kidnapped. Especially a woman walking. What else I have? Like, How often do we see serial killers who pick up like prostitutes along the way or mm-hmm. random people hitchhiking and stuff because they don't have any connection to them? I would say if you're gonna kill somebody, make it somebody you don't know. Okay. Don't tell anybody. That wasn't this second time you've been we've recorded and you've like mentioned Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You did it in one of our first like few episodes. Okay, so at the time it was FYI, Vermont had no state police established. Oh. What this is the fifties? Oh the late forties. Okay. Um in charge of the investigation were the state attorneys. The county sheriff and the state investigator Almo Franzoni. Almo. Almo. Not Elmo. Almo. Um, Weldon's father pressured the investigators and the governor, whose name was Mortimer Proctor. Almo and Mortimer. Mm-hmm. The well, dynamic. Wait, uh, what was he? What was his job title again? He was the governor. Mortimer. Mortimer? He was the um state governor. So Vermont you know, governor Mortimer. With Proctor. the name Mortimer Proctor, you have to do like something, something. in like government. I feel or, like, like that would actually. There are there are no farmers named Mortimer. No, I there's no like, like mechanics. Mortimer Proctor would be a great name for a uh, medical examiner, and I don't mm-hmm. have any explanation for that. Proctology. Right. I don't know. It just the whole name feels it's a little. Just like, it just feels like powerful, but like. He's like an he's authority. I will tell you though, I do not trust Dr. Mortimer. Mortimer is gonna be doing experiments. Oh. And I don't trust him. Yeah. So Dr. Mortimer would be a TV show about a medical examiner who uh went crazy? Yeah, he did ran experiments. Yes. Or a mad scientist. Yes. There's nobody sane named Mortimer. So yeah, the governor of Vermont. It comes with authority, but it also comes with the dark side. Yeah. There's a price. Okay. So there's a price for everything. So Walden's father pressured investigators and Mortimer to bring in more professional help. Mortimer asked the Connecticut governor for help, and Connecticut State Police lended Detective Robert Rundle and Officer Dorothy Scoville to help. Every person who saw or thought they saw Weldell was Paula Jean, was interviewed. And every person who lived along the route she took from campus to the Long Trail, 
and who were in the vicinity of the long trail that afternoon were also interviewed. Several leads developed. Mm -hmm. A waitress in Fall River, Massachusetts, reported that she had served Paula the day after her disappearance, but that lead turned out to be false. A train conductor reported that he may have seen her in South Carolina, but that too was false. One of the last people to have seen Paula Jean was a lumberjack named Fred Gidet. Named Fred Gidet. He had been arguing with his girlfriend when he witnessed Paula walk by. He stormed off in a rage shortly thereafter and told police different stories at different times. One version said he went to his shack and spent the evening by himself. Another version said he drove by the portion of the trail where Paula was heading. He lied to police on several occasions and was a person of interest both in 1946 and when the case was revisited in 1942. This was the lumberjack? Lumberjack friends? Fred told at least two people that he knew within a hundred feet where Paula was buried, reportedly, but later claimed that that was just a real talk. You know, how it goes. Yeah, sure. When no evidence was found that a crime had been committed and no body was discovered and no forensic clues were identified, this avenue of investigation ended. Nobody, no crime. I don't know. So, um, Within seven months of Paula's disappearance, the Vermont State Police were created. So, she's trying to, I mean, a little late Paula, but. Oh. In the same general area where Paula disappeared, at least five other unexplained vanishings were reported to have taken place between 1945 and 1950. Remember what I said? Mm -hmm. Due to the strangeness of these events, remember Joseph A. Citro? He dubbed them. The Bennington Triangle. So, Paula disappeared without a trace December 1st, 1946. I just told you guys that. Mm -hmm. In 1943, so three years before Paula, mm -hmm. Carl Herrick disappeared during a hunting trip. His body was discovered three days later, surrounded by giant footprints. His cause of death, mm -hmm. death and this is like on his autopsy, mm -hmm. being squeezed to death. Ooh. Ooh. Suspicious. Mm. Sinister. Relax. And sarcastic. Sarcastic. Okay. That is weird. Yeah. It almost like reminds me of uh, the, what is it, the day off love past? Uh, that's what I yeah. thought too. Yeah. So, then, a year before Paula disappeared, and two years after Carl, Mitty, her name is Mitty. Sure. M I D D I E. Yeah. Sure. Mitty Rivers. Muddy Rivers? Nope. No. Mitty Rivers. Maybe, was it short for something? Muddy Rivers. Well, first of all, sure I'm sorry. Already. He was a dude. Sorry. Apologies. Sorry, Mid. Oh. Sorry. Mm. Mm. Was it short for something? Midford? Oh. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Mitty Rivers was 75 oh, and disappeared along the Long Trail area. Um, this, specifically the Long Trail Road and Vermont Route 9 on November 12, 1946. So, like, 
a whole year before Paula. Mm-hmm. He was a wait, wait, wait. I thought Paul was forty-six. Paul was forty-six. He disappeared in forty-five. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said he was forty-six. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was an experienced hunter, and he had gone on a hunting trip with some friends. He just up and vanished. Did not find anything? An eight-day search was conducted by 300 locals and soldiers, with only evidence being a single rifle cartridge. James Tedford was in his 60s, disappeared December 1st, 1949. For the record, that's exactly three years after Paula. December 1st, December 1st. Who was the first kid? The one like 43? Uh, doesn't, I don't know. Hmm. So far, it's all been like older men. An adult. Yeah. Older men and Paula. Well, don't worry. We'll get different. Okay. So, um, James Tedford, in his 60s, disappeared December 1st, 1949. He was taking a bus home to Bennington after visiting relatives. Witnesses claimed that they saw him at the last stop before Bennington. But when the bus arrived in Bennington, he wasn't on the bus. No. His luggage was still there, though. So people saw him on the bus at the last stop before Bennington? Yeah. So, like, if... So Bennington starts with a B. Mm-hmm. The stop before Bennington was A. Okay. They saw him on the bus at stop A. Okay. He didn't get off. And when they got to B... And then when they got to B, he wasn't there, but his luggage still was. Spooky. He just up and disappeared. Paul Jemson... An eight-year-old boy who vanished from his truck on October 12th, 1950. He was apparently told to wait in the truck while his mom went to tend to some pigs. When mom returned to the truck, Paul was gone. She checked the immediate area, then reported him missing. Bloodhounds were brought in, and they did not pick up his scent. Oh, they did pick up his scent. Sorry. They picked up his scent, but lost it when they went towards Glassbury Mountain. This is the area that Paula was last seen in. Okay. Also, I saw, I saw like, a report that he was last seen in a red coat. I don't know if it's relevant. Paula also was last seen in a red coat. Um, and then about two weeks after Paula went missing, Paul went missing. Also, Paul and Paula. Yeah. After Paul went missing on October 28th, Frida Langer, 53-year-old female, went camping with several family members. She and a cousin went hiking. She separated from her cousin to return to the campsite because she had slipped into a stream and wanted to get some dry clothes. She told him to wait and she'd meet back up with him, but she never made it back to camp and she never returned to her cousin. Seven months later, on May 12th, 1951, her body was found near Somerset Reservoir, an area that had previously been extensively searched. Due to the decomp of the body, no cause of death could be determined. Of those who have gone missing, Frida's body was the only one found, other than the one that was squeezed to death. Oh, okay. On September 17, 2019, human remains were found in Searsburg, Vermont, located about 20 minutes east of Bennington. Police identified the body as belonging to Jessica Hildenbrandt. Also, by the way, 2019. So we're coming oh, much wow. more recent. A 43-year-old female. A man reported finding a human jawbone in a gravel pit. Police searched the area and found additional remains at the site. Most recently, the body of missing Bennington man, Joseph 
Schoenig was found in Somerset in July 2021. Somerset is about 20, or sorry, oh my goodness, I'm just making stuff up. (laughs) Somerset is about 10 to 15 minutes north of Searsburg. Joseph was 73 and police believe suicide to be the cause of death. That is all I have. So, thoughts? It sounds like there's like a serial killer or something living in the woods that's picking these people up and just killing them. But like leaving no trace? Well, so if it's yeah. something or somebody that's living in the woods, it's weird that they haven't found any Anything. of it in all of these searches. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, with the one, they did 300 people went out looking. Mm-hmm. And then Paula is the daughter of an industrial engineer, architect, architect and designer. And, like, he was able to contact the governor. Mm. So, he's got reach. Yeah. And they still couldn't find anything for her. Even if they didn't find the people or whatever, if somebody was living in the woods doing this stuff, you'd think they would find... Yeah, but I mean, like, if there were evidence of them being there. Living in the woods, like, forever. Like, they, they, they would, I would assume, know how to walk around the woods without, like disturbing anything. Yeah, but I'm assuming if they're living in the woods, they're not even like a strip of clothing or something. Or like a little shack or something to live in, not just living like a homeless person for decades. Yeah, but would they find a cave? I guess there's, you know, stuff can be missed, especially if it's like camouflaged well. I just feel like they should be able to find it. I feel like so Paula went Paula went missing December 1st. Carl went missing. There's no month. But we also have a November, another December, an October, another October. Seems like fall. Yeah. Although the most recent ones. It'd be like, well, no, we would feel, see evidence for a bit. September was Jessica. And July, the body was found from Joseph. It's the same. It's like... All like leaning up until the winter. Yeah. Late fall, early winter. Yeah. Someone's stocking up. Right before hibernation. Grizzly bear? I don't think Vermont has grizzlies. Mm-hmm. They have black bears though. Yeah. But you would also, yeah, but... bears would, you would find a. Every one of my cases, yeah. we end up Googling what animals live in certain areas. Why don't you just do the research ahead of time? Because I don't think about it. I'm grizzly, grizzlies are pretty be like sure they don't have grizzly bears up north. They probably have black bears, though. Yeah. Canada has stuff. Okay, but how close are we to Canada? I'm talking Vermont. Black okay. bear is the smallest of the three I feel like Vermont's wildlife is similar to ours. Black bears are the only bear found in Vermont. Yeah. Okay, so black bear. A big-ass black bear. Yeah, I mean, like, bear, bear, but it's not like... You would say a bear is a bear. Yeah, well, because at first I was going to say black bears don't attack people like grizzlies do, but it's still a bear. If you encounter it in the woods, it's risky. But it, Black bears aren't as, like, upfront aggressive about it. Yeah. Because the black bears, like, when I was going to Wyoming, because... When I was out there, it was the time of when they would come out of hibernation, or mm-hmm. right at that point. Um, for black bears, all you have to do is like make noise. Yeah, they're and the ones that you scare can scare off. Um, grizzlies, they're much more like aggressive. Mm-hmm. So like you have to like I remember like I I don't remember it right now, but like you have to like do certain things mm-hmm. 
if you encounter one. I just or assume like, I'll die yeah. if I see a grizzly. I mean, there's no... Yeah, just basically lay <laughs> black down. Bear, I, black bear, I, I'm reasonably but, comfortable um, thinking that I could make enough noise to scare them off. Mm-hmm. And that's because TikTok videos give me a false sense of confidence. Um, I would just grizzly, avoid bears altogether. Yeah. But the idea of, I think, like, a black bear killing all these people over and over and then never finding trace of the people yeah, for the most part. Because I, I would think that they would find, like, shreds. Okay, right. so I, one, squeezed I was going to say, the one that was just squeezed to death, he would have been they torn could. up a little bit. and I'm not but saying they couldn't squeeze him, but I don't think they would for, squeeze for him. For him, instance, too, like, you, you can tell the difference between bear paws and just and big footprints. footprints. It's very clear that it's. I mean, I'm sure that that's been floated as a theory. But, but I love well, theories and legends and scary stuff and supernatural. I enjoy all of that. Bigfoot to me is one I've never been a fan of, and I don't know why. I can't get behind it. I feel yeah. like it's probably just like a really big animal. Yeah. That nobody can find. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's never been, like, a super scary or... Well... What do you think? I don't know. Oh, well, it's your fucking key. <laughs> yeah. That's why I brought it to you guys, because I have something you tell me. I think serial... I feel comfortable serial killer. I think... I'm impressed that they're, you know... The, I, I don't know. I've been in the mood for, like, a combination of theories for each case. So, I'm gonna say Bigfoot tag-teamed up with a serial killer, and... In a bear, grizzly bear. Yeah, a grizzly bear he, made it. He brought it in from. It's his pet. That sounds like Bigfoot's pet. Oh, Just like a Paul Bunyan situation. Oh, but the killer has a grizzly bear. Oh, I thought that Bigfoot. Yeah, it's one of the Well, we really cracked this one mm. wide open. <laughs> so, well, I think for that many people to go missing in the same area and not find evidence of like any of them, except there were the two bodies. But I feel like there's a lot of people to disappear without a trace. Yeah, yeah. Just go there. I definitely so, don't yeah. think that's a coincidence. Certainly not alone. I've don't go there alone or in a red coat. If you go there alone or... Also... Okay, yeah. Okay, hold on. What? So, yeah. you say... Okay. Okay, yeah. Hold on. So Have an eternal fight. Don't go there alone. Try to avoid red. Because that seems to be trigger. Cool coat. And if you do go with friends, um, don't say I'll be right back. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's never good to say. Right. Let's stay together. One, the one guy that was an experienced hunter, he was like, let's split up. I'll go this way. You go that way. We'll meet back at camp. Because it goes like a U shape. Mm-hmm. We'll both end up there basically at the same time. I'll see you then. And he, then he never came back to camp. Yeah. So he never split up from the group. Always for buddy. That you're attached to. In case the grizzly bear grabs one, then the other one can be like, oh, it is a grizzly. I'll be sure to tell everybody what I saw. <laughs> and then we solve it. You might be dead, but we'll solve it. But if he, if it's a gr- grizzly. I feel like it's not a grizzly because we know that they don't. <laughs> but like if it's a bear and that hunter was, because he wasn't the only hunter. It was the second hunter. He right? found a shell casing. Leading us to believe that he fired at something. You, you think you hear heard him fire? I don't know. Guns are sick. Are, yeah, yeah but guns are loud yes, and they are. carry. Were you there? No. Although, Although I, mean, I don't know for a fact that we don't know they're not, but I know for a fact that they're same. Well, plus we don't know 
that they didn't hear a shot, they could have heard one, just been like, well, there's people hunting in the woods. Yeah, so also, it was 1940, um, and things get lost. Like, sound? What no, is... like, reports that they heard it. Oh. Sound gets lost. Um, but I feel like if it also, you know, you're being attacked by a bear, or charged by a bear, or whatever, you're probably also hollering, and oh. your buddies would hear not just a gunshot, but screaming. Mm. Unless he came and bit your head. Sure, if it got you quickly and you, like how an you know, didn't attacks. have time to... Say you did it. You know, you're on the same page with me. Yeah, for sure. Alright, well, that was sinister. And we were sarcastic. We hope you keep listening.